wonderful, worthy to be praised, Lord. We thank you for a moment like this, Lord, that we have come before you, King of Kings, our God and our Creator. May you, Lord Jesus, as we sit on your feet, touch us, minister to each of us. May you minister to us, Abba Father. I breathe with you this afternoon, Lord, that you cause your power to minister upon each of us, those of us on, at the church online and those of us here at that Lord, our God, you minister to each of us in power from on high. That we will tell that there is a God in heaven, the God who ministered to us. Some of us, we come to you when we are disturbed, when we don't know the answer to some specific situations, Lord, but we have come, Holy Father. We have come to you, our Creator. Indeed, you know us by name, so we trust that our God, indeed, you speak to us. Thank you. I pray that Jesus, you cause your move to move amidst us. Holy Spirit of God, may you move amidst us, amidst this sanctuary. Lord Jesus, may you touch us, set us free in the name of Jesus to worship you and worship you in truth and spirit for the glory of your name. We realize before you, Lord, that there will be the vessels that you can work through, Jesus. So thank you for yet a moment. This afternoon, we are honored that we are before you, Lord. We are honored that we are speaking to you, Father. And as we continue to listen to you, right from your holy word, may you, Lord Jesus, cause us to understand and to draw some lessons, the lessons that will challenge us, that will give us again another direction, Lord Jesus, for your glory. I will be challenged and come to the knowledge of you, Lord. So thank you, Father. Now I pray that Jesus, you continue to allow us to speak what you want us to speak. Help me, Lord Jesus, the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart. Be pleasing before you, my rock and my redeemer. This I pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Good to see you all. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Turn with me. Um, Second Chronicles chapter 15. We read from verse 1 to 15. Second Chronicles chapter 15, reading from verse 1 to 15. Praise the Lord. The Spirit of God came to Azariah, son of Oded. He went out to meet Asade and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin. The Lord is with you when you are with him. If you seek him, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. For a long time, Israel was without the true God without a priest to teach, and without the law. But in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him. And he was found by them. In those days, it was not safe to travel about, for all the inhabitants of the, the lands were in great turmoil. 
One nation was being crushed by another and the city and one city by another because God was troubling them with every kind of distress. But as for you, be strong and do not give up for your work will be rewarded. When Asa heard these words and the prophets of Azariah, son of Odin, the prophet, he took courage. He removed the detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin and from the towns, of, and the, from the towns he had captured in the hills of Ephraim. He repaired the altars of the Lord that was in the front of the, port of the porch of the Lord's temple. Then he assembled all Judah and Benjamin and the people from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them. For large numbers had among for large numbers had come over to him from Israel when they saw that the Lord his God was with him. They assembled at Jerusalem in the third month of the 15th year of Asa's reign. At that time, they sacrificed the, they sacrificed the Lord 700 head of cattle and 7,000 sheep and goats from the plant that they had brought back. They entered into a covenant to seek the Lord, the God of their ancestors, with all their heart and soul. All who would not seek the Lord, the God of Israel, were to be put to death, whether small or great, man or woman, man or, ma uh, man or woman. They took an oath to the Lord with a loud acclamation, with shouting and with trumpets and horns. All Judah rejoiced about the oath because they had sown it or had a dream. They sought God eagerly, and he was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest on every side. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ephraim Yamukam is my name. I love the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And this afternoon, again, God has given me opportunity to come and share with us. And that's a text where we are going to be reflecting and draw some lessons this afternoon. The topic that is before us is the return of glory. The return of glory. The return of the glory is our topic. My brother Sam, I'm glad to see you. Praise the Lord. The return of the glory, Second Chronicles, which we have just read. Returning, getting something back again. Go back to a previous state. Returning, getting back where it was and you are restored, all right? Go back to the previous state. Or coming to or returning home. Glory, glory, the glory, a state of being, a state of high honor. or a brilliant, radiant beauty. The glory of God. The biblical definition about the glory uh, we have a number of scriptures. One is Exodus 16, verse 10. Awesome glory of God. Numbers 14, 21 says, filled with the, the Lord's glory. And um, Psalm 57, verse 11. 
May your glory shine all over, all over us this afternoon in Jesus' name. Psalm 71, verse 8, I declare your glory all over the city of Kampala today in Jesus' name. Then uh, Isaiah 66, verse 3 says, The earth, the earth of the Lord is full of the glory of God. Right? Praise the Lord. The topic that is before us and the scripture that we, um, that we have read through this afternoon, the kingdom of Israel became divided after King Solomon's reign. After each, after each of the divided kingdoms had been taken to exile and the king of Persia allowed Jew, Jews and his, the Jews here, the Jews from his empire to return to Jerusalem. Second Chronicles, which is before us, seeks to show the unity of the international of the returning of exile refugees. Praise the Lord. And then it goes on to say, both from the northern, uh, northern kingdom, which is Israel, and the southern kingdom, which is Judah. And so what we are seeing, we are, we, um, it shows the rewards of faithfulness, in 2nd Chronicles 14, verse 5, and also the consequences of sin. The scripture this afternoon, the Spirit of God came on Azariah, son of Odadib. This, um, this is what it says here. The Spirit of God came upon this um, son of the Odom. This is the only place where we can see the prophet Azariah mentioned in this scripture. And verse 2 talks about the things, the three things which we can draw also here quickly. It talks about uh, the Lord, uh, verse, two, verse 2 says, He went out to meet Asa and said to him, Listen to me, Asa, and all Judah and Benjamin, the Lord is with you, you, when you are with him. If you seek him, you will be, uh, he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will forsake you. Three things also here in that verse which you need to take note of as we uh, run through. The Lord is with you while you are with him. That's one. The Lord, if you seek him, he will be found by you. If you forsake him, he will forsake you. Verse 3. Verse 3. Verse 3 also gives us something. For a long time, Israel was without the, the true God, without a priest to teach, and without the law. Without the priest and the, the priest and the teacher to teach about the law. That's verse 3. Meaning that, that, you know, there was no doubt this one refers to the days of King Solomon's reign and Abijah's reign. That's what it refers, right? When you look at that, that's King Solomon's reign. Then uh, verse 4, verse 4 talks about the promise. The promise is very clear, verse 4. Verse 4 says, but in their distress, they turned to the Lord, the God of Israel, and sought him, and he was found by them. They sought the Lord, their God. Their promise is clear. God will not forsake those who turn to him. Amen? Praise the Lord. God will never forsake those who sought him. Praise the Lord. 
This morning I had a fellowship. Let me cut it short now. I had uh, those uh, the, the congregation where I know I do ministry in the prisons. By the way, some of those who don't know where I serve, I serve in the prisons, the chaplains in the prisons, and we do ministry to the staff. But the main ministry is with the, the inmates. And so this morning there were so many. There are days they come so many. You wonder where are they from? There were so many and very attentive. Did not want to move. You cannot even hear anything dropping down. So we are sharing from Psalm, Psalm 56. And I, uh, the first verse said, God, be merciful to me. So as I was going to, be, to share, these two young men came screaming, do you think you'll be merciful to me? That's amazing to me. A powerful. They don't even believe that God can be merciful to them. Right? And I say, you, are, you have been forgiven. When you confess the Lord Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you are forgiven and God will forgive you. Praise the Lord. And so, whenever you seek the Lord, verse 4 says, the promise is very clear. God will forsake those who turn to him and those who seek him, they find him. Verse 5 says, and in those times, verse 5 says, verse 5 and in those days, it was not clear, it was not safe to travel about, for all the inhabitants of the lands were in great turmoil. In other words, those times that no peace to him, to those, to men who went about, nor to him who came in, anyone, it, will not, it was not easy. Even though the verse 6 says, verse 6, I'm running quickly so that we get a message and we'll be uh, finishing. One nation was being crushed by another and the city to another. And, they, and, and it was really bad. What could be the cause? We shall see that. Even though, even though they were his chosen people, called of him, and called of him and loved by him, still when they turned their backs on him, spiritually, they also... Once you turn away from God, he also give up on you. Okay? Then you go through that pain. You go through those experiences. Verse 7. Verse 7 says, verse 7 here. But, but, um, but blind them. But they were blinded. But, 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 but let me see verse 7. Verse 7 said, but ask for you, as for you, as for you, be strong and do not give up, for your work will be rewarded, praise the name of the Lord. Be strong, be strong, you be strong, and let not your hands be weak this afternoon. Those who are listening, now, there are scriptures you read that keeps, uh, speaks very well to you, for your work shall be rewarded. Verse 7, verse 8 says, then, verse 8 says, verse 8, verse 8, Verse 8, your work will be... When Asa heard these words, and the prophets of Azariah, son of Odedim, the prophet, he took, a, he took courage. He removed the detestable idols from the whole land of Judah and Benjamin, and from the towns he had captured in the hills of Ephraim, and repaired the altars. That was verse 8. Anytime there is true move of God, the Lord will bring the people across. Anytime there is a move of God, God will move his people around. And you see, 
For me, I was not amazed sometimes when I see such experiences. Sometimes you go to these places, you go to minister, the, the, you know, the congregation is like, hey, what is going to happen now here? But at some occasions you go, you are amazed like how this morning I was. They, they sat outside, even extent, you know, pushing themselves. And so, God, God, anytime the true, mo the true God moves in any place, he'll draw his people. And uh, this was symbolizing here the altar, the altar. Then verse 9, verse 9, verse 9, 10,000, 10,000 people, what had happened here? Then he assembled Judah and Benjamin and the people from Ephraim, Manasseh, and Simeon, who had settled among them for, a long, for a large numbers had come over. From, uh, from Israel, where they saw that the Lord, his God, is with him. I want to tell you, friends, when you have the Lord God on you, people will just come. You always see people coming, and you really can't, you have no control. So 10,000 from the northern kingdom of Israel moved to Judah when they saw that the Lord was with Asa. 10,000, they just come when they know that there is something in you. People will come. Praise the Lord. People will come and you don't have to uh, struggle about that. Then verse 10, verse 9 said, verse 9 says, verse, verse 10, verse 10. Verse 10 says, they assembled at Jerusalem in the third month of the 15th year of Asa's reign. Meaning here, this was probably the feast of, Pente of Pentecost which was conducted in that season. It could be the month of June, something like that. All right? Verse, uh, verse, let's, um, verse 12, verse 12, and uh, verse 11 and 10. Verse 11. At that time, they sacrificed the Lord 700 and uh, heads of cattle and all that and goats. Then verse 12, verse 12, they entered into a covenant with God, the God of their ancestors, and their heart and soul, they entered the covenant with the name of the, the God Lord. I pray that this afternoon we enter the covenant with God because our topic says the return of glory. The return of glory. The glory is a person. The return of glory of God. The return of glory of God. Verse 15. Verse 14, music is always, verse 14 says, verse 14, they took an oath to the Lord with a loud acclamation with a shouting music, with trumpets and horns. Verse 15 says, Judah rejoiced because the oath, because the oath, because they rejoice about the oath because they had sown it with wholeheartedly. And they sought God eagerly. And he was found by them. So the Lord gave them rest to every side. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. This afternoon, our topic is return of glory of God. And I want you to know one thing. This book here is our constitution as a believer. We have a constitution. I am glad that my brother is there in the house, um, Reverend Samson. This is our constitution, our constitution. So as I was trying to draw a lesson in this very text, right? Sometimes you try to put your mind, but I learned one lesson here. One thing we need to know or to look for, this is the book of law. And every book of law, there are procedures, there are processes, the legal, to see 
we normally hear this, our parliament will see when what had happened, the recent, when there were the processes of the anti-homosexuality, you could see principles, the basic principles, procedures to get something. And also from the, from the executive who is president and then the parliamentarian, then all that and then the masses. In the end of the day, they will take it to the masses and the masses also agree and endorse it goes back to parliament and it was approved as a bill. Okay? So what are we reading here? When you read this scripture, what do you get? You just don't read it and leave it like that. Now, what is happening? This book of the law, what is happening to Asa, the king? If we want to effect the return of the glory of God as a believer, as a Christian, things that we must need to look at is what does God do? How does the church of God does it to return the glory of God to his temple, to this place, to our fellowships? How do we do it? It was a joint, a joint effort for Judah, for, for Asa, and we see that the priest also went there. All right, praise the Lord. Let's move together. It was a joint effort just as normal constitution when they are discussing about the passing the law. They have been passing many laws we've been seeing. Whereby there has to be cooperation. They have to cooperate between the executive who is the president, the judiciary, the parliamentarian, and the legal, and then the masses, the congregation. Even the Bible here, what we have this afternoon, there are principles and procedures to draw and in order to see to see the return of the glory of God returning in the temple, returning in my heart, the glory of God. I am reminded, you see, I have a testimony. Each of us, we have testimonies. I lost my first wife when I was 31. Was it 31? Yes. She passed on, all right? And so I felt I was shattered completely. I felt no life. I had just received a phone. This uh, the, uh, the tafari, the phone, Seriter had just come in, okay? So I decided to throw away that phone. After seven years, when I went to look at that phone, it had rot. It was not, no longer a phone, okay? But you see what was missing in me. I want to see the glory of God again appearing to me. I wanted to see that in me, that joy, and I had no hope. Praise the Lord. I had no hope completely. And I had closed myself completely. I had decided I would not go for any function. I would be just coming to town and go home. No Saturday function. Go to church. And I was almost going to say that also fellowships, I was also almost going to leave the fellowships. But what was missing I just wanted to see, to have that glory of God in me, excitement of God. And so, the Bible, verse 1 and 2, we see King Asa representing the executive who is president. Then we see the priest representing both judiciary and the parliament and then the masses. All right? That's what we see here. The verse 1. You are we together, right? That's what we are seeing. Then, um, then when, verse 1, the, the, it is also, it talks about there is a wake-up call. It is a wake-up call. The priests have slumbered, I believe. It's a wake-up call. Do you see what is happening even now? 
there must be a, a root of thing that happens. It takes some believers to seek God and discover what the God's mind is saying. Okay? So it was a wake-up call for the priests, for the watchmen, for the people who are seeking God. And so, they are not mentioning it here, but as I was preparing, the priests went to King Asa and they talked to him because idolatry in the city, because of what they were experiencing. So they went to him. So there are two offices now we are seeing. We are seeing King Asa and then the, the ministry, the priest, all right? Praise the Lord. There must be people who intercede. There must be priests who are discerning, seeing the times. There must be people not walking without knowledge. You see, the people that have knowledge perish. We must know that there are times, like how the scripture says that there are sons of Esaka who knew the time, the discern, the season, and they were able to tell. For me, actually, let me tell you, friends, I have said in my heart, heart of heart, that I'd rather hide, okay, than just being out when I have nothing to offer. Praise the name of the Lord. In deep of my heart. So the priest went to the, to the king Asa. And the two officers, now they are working together for return of glory of God. For the return of glory of God. The two officers now are working together. So this king, King Asa, the king advised, they advised the king, the minister, they advised the king. Because they were so much concerned about what was happening. And we need to know that these are credible priests of the day. Not the, you know, you prophesy and things are not happening. You tell things which you, are not have, you don't have any clue. You just talk. I don't talk. The other day I was traveling with one of the priests and he started saying, actually we are almost knocking someone. Then he said he has knocked him. I said, eh, you man, you are also saying that. A priest, you are saying he has knocked him. He will knock him. For us, our words, we just don't simply talk. I told him. Then he said, eh, me, I normally talk. I said, no. Praise the Lord. And so, they were the credible uh, men who were talking to this man. Do you see what happens of today? What we see, the prophets we have, the people that prophesy, sometimes you look at them and you could not understand. But King Hassa, when he saw this man, he conquered in his heart. He conquered with what they are telling him. And he was so bold enough to start, to start smashing these altars. The idols that have been, you know, all over the press, the altars, King Hassa rose. The reason why the state, the executive, and the executive and the parliamentarians and all that are not respecting us and we have compromised the gospel. We have compromised. By the time I begin to talk to you, you discover that, ah, Reverend Ephraim's interest, it looks he wants money. It looks this man is after money. You are able to tell because you are created. You have the spirit of discerning. And that's what is killing us. That's what kills the ministers. I come to talk to you, you are able to tell that this man, actually, what? Because you see what the scripture says, that what is on the heart, the mouth speaks. I'll speak some three words or four. You are able to tell that this man is after something. And that's what is killing us. Praise the Lord. Return of the glory of God. So, what we are looking for, 
We have the, the, before you stand to a big man, you are talking, you are prophesying, you need to know that God, that this man is discerning you. So to effect the, the return of glory of God, we need people with credibility, ministers with purity, trust, uh, trustfulness, and priests who can see and discern the state of the nation, the state of the church, who can understand the days that we are living in. Some must be able, you know, to immediately see and engage in the conversation with people. Verse 3 talks about the priesthood. They rise up for the call, and the next step, they, rea they, they realized that there were no true God, no true priest. They discovered the teaching of, the, no one was teaching the word. So sometimes I get confused. Now, are we, where are we now? Where are we now? We are up to drawing masses and we are not. So may God help us. But this is a topic that we need all of us to take and work for it together to see that the return of the glory of God comes back to our houses, to our families, to the church and the nation. And the glory of God, because people were worshipping all other gods, and so in Israel there was nothing. People were busy worshipping and confused. This was a terrible situation when the nation or the church has no teacher of the word of God. It is terrible. When we have uh, nobody to interpret, to see the seasons, many were complaining because there was no priest to teach the word of God. There were many complaining because there were nobody who can speak the, the direction, who can direct the church, who can direct the state, who can speak life to where there is no life. The ministers were not there. They are caught up in business. I want to drive the car, which I saw someone is driving. I want to drive that powerful car also. Okay? And you are forgetting. God is amazing. You are called. And God we serve is a powerful God. So he'll provide for that. So to turn the glory of God, there must be a desire in the first place. There must be a desire. You must desire to see that there is a return of glory of God. There must be a desire in order, in order for the glory of God to come. And then King Asa initiated and the priest also, they were the source of the problem. Actually, they did not do their work. The priests were compromising. They were a problem. They knew the truth, but they were compromising. Verse 6, God was troubling them in order for them to know that they need to recognize that, that, that the wars that are happening, actually it is God fighting them. It was because the people had fallen completely from the glory of God. How I pray that God revive us. Then verse 8, we are looking at the courageous king Asa. When the priest told him he was very courageous to remove the detestable idols, how I pray that God will rise men who will talk, talk against wickedness, talk against corruption, and they are radical. And then people will be able to discern that actually these are men of God who are speaking what they know. Then we need courageous leaders in all spheres of influence, in the church, in the communities where we are staying. That what we can, or that we can help us to remove idols, to remove what we need to remove in order for the glory of God to return. And as I repaired the altars and work, and the work was done by the king himself fighting back the glory of God to come. 
and the priests and intercessors and watchmen and those who watch, watch every day, they joined him and then the glory of God began to return. Then verse 10, verse 9 and 10, King Asa summoned people to assemble in big numbers. He summoned them. Verse 11, verse 11, people came with their resources and sacrificed the Lord. This was the sacrifice of repentance. This was the sacrifice of repentance. It was not an usual sacrifice. You come to sacrifice, giving what you have in repenting. It was a sacrifice of repentance of what they had gone through, of what the state, of the previous state they are going through. This was the sacrifice of repentance of what the wicked, the wicked ways they had gone, uh, had gone into. The, hide, uh, the idol worship and many things that were happening. And verse 12, the people entered into a covenant. These were the king, priests, and people, the masses that I talk, who were courageous. It was this action that caused the return of glory of God. Praise the name of the Lord. People now entered the covenant with God. Each time we come before the Lord, we enter covenant with him. And this is an action now. This is what caused the return of glory of God. Praise the Lord. The return of glory of God. Verse 13, the king did not stop there. He had to pass a law. Did you see verse, 14, verse 13, what it says here? All, all who would not seek the Lord, the God of Israel, were to be put to death whether small or great, man or woman, he decreed, he passed on the law that whoever does not going to do this will be put to death. You see how serious it was. The king had seen it properly. The king did not stop there. He had to pass a law which punishes the wrongdoers so that nobody could stand the way of the return of God. Praise the Lord. Nobody should stand the return of the glory of God in our church, in our family, and what God is doing around the communities. Nobody should stop it. And it was secured. The return of glory of God is the process, and that is why we must work within, we must work within the procedures of the church, listen to what God is saying, read the word, and then we must follow those principles, and then the, the, the glory, the return of the glory will come. Verse 14 and 15. There is rejoicing in the house. There is rejoicing because the people followed all the scripture, uh, spiritual, spiritual, spiritual rules for the return of glory. This was what they were longing for. They were longing for that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You needed to see what happened when the glory of God returned to my life. Okay. Let me tell you, Reverend Marisa. Then this time came around. After some time, I saw a lady, and I suggested to her, after some dreams, all right? Let me tell you, I was actually here, around here, this place. And when she had accepted, I walked on foot. I did not even know that there were taxis here. The glory of God, the joy that filled my heart. I walked through Kororo, and I just found myself in Kamocha. 
the glory of God once it comes in the temple, there will be celebration. The, the people entered the covenant. They, they said in the scriptures that they came with sacrifices of bulls, of cattle, of goats, celebrating. And that's a sign of repentance. Repenting of wickedness that has been happening. Praise the name of the Lord. That's what I long to see in the church, in the life of a believer. Celebrating the glory of God coming in the house of the Lord coming, the glory of God coming in the hearts of men and women. Praise the Lord. Amen. Then they rejoice because people followed the scripture. In conclusion, friends, the church believers who belong to one Christ, uh, Jesus Christ, one body of Christ, it is high time for us to take time now, to take time as we go, to, as we are coming to pray, to review our spiritual lives. Are we experiencing that joy? Because once you're experiencing the glory of God, the joy, the joy of the Lord is always around you. You rebuke me in peace and in love. You always rebuke in love. And you correct in love. So it says here, it is time for us to review our spiritual lives at that, at your personal level, at the family level, at the church, and take stock when you when, when the glory of God, when did you experience those moments with the glory of God? When did you last experiencing that moment of that excitement of the glory of God? When did you last experiencing that? Then it goes on to say, it's time now for us to look back and see where, where what is happening, like how Revelation puts it in Revelations. That you remember where you had fallen. You remember, Okay. Then it goes on to say, oh, the, it had left you a long time ago, even you cannot figure out. It is like, um, uh, when you see, the glory of God is no longer there, like in, in the first Samuel chapter 4, verse 21. What had happened? Remember, let's look at first Samuel. As we finish, I am going to pray into that scripture. That's the scripture I'm going to pray with, uh, to pray um, uh, through as we uh, wind up. First Samuel chapter 4, verse 21 talks about First Samuel chapter 4, verse 21. What does it say here, First Samuel? Is it, um, is it there? Can you give it to us? First Samuel chapter 4. No, we can start actually from a bit up. From verse... First Samuel chapter 4. First Samuel chapter 4. What had happened? The glory of God had departed the house. Do we still experience him? Chapter 4, verse 21 says, but when you read the, the death of Eli, what was happening at that time? Wickedness, which was in the, in the, in, in the community, which was happening in Israel. Verse 21 says, she named the boy Ichabod, saying the glory of God had departed Israel because of the capture of the Ark of Covenant and the death of her father-in-law and her husband. She said the glory of God has departed from Israel for the Ark of God has been captured. I was wondering, where could we have gone wrong as a church, as a community? Sometimes you want to touch it, you are touching it, but again, you don't feel it again. The glory of God, 
praise the name of the Lord. Do you still experiencing those moments of glory of God? There is worship, something that is coming up. I want to see the glory of God when we come to worship and not entertaining us. Not coming to entertain anyone. I want to touch the glory of God. Praise the Lord. Not coming to dance and entertaining and you say you have done it. No. We want to experience God and touch him. Praise the Lord. And so, as we pray, let's pray that God restore us, restore and we want to experience the return of glory of God in our families, in our lives, and in our communities. At, at the personal level, the glory of God in your life, the things you are doing, your experiences at the workplace, the glory of God must return. If he had departed long ago, it's high time for you to sought God, uh, seek God, seek him, seek him. And when you seek him, you will surely find him. When you seek him, you'll find him and you experience those moments with him. Praise the name of the Lord. I want us to stand and pray. It is said, it is said, today there is a need for us to evaluate ourselves and do the sacrifice in repentance. We sacrifice in repentance, praise the Lord. We do the sacrifice in repentance, sacrifice of what you have in repentance today and correct all the mistakes for the return of glory of God, for the return of glory of God because the return of glory of God will come with joy and the joy will fill your heart. Father, we thank you this afternoon. We praise your holy name, Abba Father, because you are faithful. Indeed, you said that when we seek you, we find you. Those who sought you, they found you. I praise you. This afternoon, Lord Jesus, as we try to evaluate ourselves, I pray that Jesus, our God, you bring us to a place of repentance, to confess our weaknesses, where we have gone wrong, what had happened, in our families, in our communities, in the church where we belong. What had happened? Lord, may you forgive us. May you forgive us and be merciful to us, Lord, and forgive us. And I pray that Jesus, your glory will return in the temple. I praise you because you are God who speaks. Praise you because you are faithful. When we come with sacrifices, oh, praise in repentance, Lord. Lord Jesus, you will minister to each of us and you return to us, Lord. And the glory of God will be experienced amidst us, Lord. So thank you, Father, because you are faithful. Thank you, Father. Lord, I pray that Jesus Christ, my Savior, this afternoon, may we experience your glory as we continue to work, to work for you in the workplaces where we are. You have placed us, Lord Jesus. I pray that Jesus will experience you. We experience you in this very fellowship. We experience you in our homes. We experience the return of your glory. We experience this return of your glory in this altar. In the name of Jesus, we pray that oh God, you help us where we have gone wrong to see where the errors are, my Father, that will be sorted for the glory of your name. We thank you and bless you. For this we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen.